TVs, the former Mrs. Lee, busting on my friends and twins. Hello and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Yep. And today, tonight, Mm -hmm. depending on when you're listening, for (laughs) us it's the nighttime. Yeah, but for you it could be any time. You can tell we 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 record this one at hey, night. Hey, sound off, sound off, in the, sound off in the comments about what time it is now. <laughs> Look, it's not just me that yawns. Yeah, people mention that. People mention it. Uh, frequently because it happens frequently but look it's pretty late when we're recording this so we're gonna yawn but we're gonna keep going because we're professionals some of us go to great lengths not to yawn while we're in the middle of speaking well and we also go to great, great lengths to when we are yawning to move back from the mic i do move back from the mic the thing is tim I'm being hit with these uh, accusations of yawning. Yo, you son of a bitch. He's yawning right now off microphone. Tim, I'm recording the video of this call. I was trying to trigger uh, you to yawn while you were trying to say that sentence. Well, the joke's on you because just you talking. Oh, fuck. It's coming. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> You know you can People make. People are paying a, for this, Tom. I know, but you look. Even you just you owe it to the Patreon community and the Amer- frankly the American people. Oh, but to not be on the ball here. Not the people outside America, Tim. Not all of our Tom. beautiful United Kingdom and Australia and Canadian listeners and and beyond. There's a new thing where people can pay in their own currency. So yeah. Getting like alerts that are like, people are paying five pounds a month. It's like, what? Yeah. What does this mean for me? What does yeah. this mean for Tim's bottom line? Pa- pounds of money? How much money is that? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think I turned that on, to be honest with you. Nice. I don't know. Something with VAT. Well done. You've confused your friend Tim. <laughs> well, but hopefully it's easier for everybody. Hey, set off in the comments if it's easier for you. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I think if you're already like a member, though, then it's like, yeah, we're just, you know, they're not going to mess with the good thing. But maybe new people. Who knows? Look, I didn't read the whole thing when they came to me with the contract and said, hey, you got to sign this. Because honestly, COVID-19 is still a very big concern. I was like, I don't want you in my apartment. Yeah. I don't know why, why you came you... here. Patreon. Yeah, they showed up at my apartment and I sent them your way. Well, yeah, that's probably why I got two guys knocking on my door. Um, what were we talking about before yawning? I apologize for yawning. It's, it's late when we record this, and uh, it's not that. It's ten p.m. That's late for old farts like me and you. Yeah, but you wake up at what eight a.m. Yeah. Usually, so honestly, usually I wake up on my own about seven thirty. Today I woke up at 6.30, and then I went back to sleep. I mean, you've been up for, you know, 14 hours. You mm-hmm. should be able to, to to function for 16 hours before you start yawning. It's happening. It's happening God again. damn it. You can't say the word. Well, this is weird. <laughs> I had no idea that you... I can... I don't even need to be a freaking uh, Darren Brown. I can, <laughs> I can... I can control you just through the words that i use and neuro-linguistic programming 
Yeah. Yeah. The the mm-hmm. stuff you learned in your pickup artist uh, camp that you went to <laughs> in Las Vegas. It worked, motherfucker. <laughs> um, that's what uh, they were talking about that a bunch. And I've been watching uh, this uh, uh, documentary series on HBO, uh, The Vow, about Nexium, the, yeah. the sex cult. Mm-hmm. Oh, this documentary series is a fucking drag. I've never seen such a poorly paced documentary. I've heard the, opposite. Oh. the first couple of episodes were great, where I was like on the edge of my seat waiting for the next episode. And then the next, like, I don't know, four or five episodes. It was just like, wow, the story is just not moving at all. Uh, and they're just telling me the same things over and over again. That's my problem with a lot of the... I uh, was so excited when I first saw like nine episodes. Oh, my God, that's great. And then I realized later like, oh, this is a nine hour documentary that should be an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, I think all documentaries should be... I think all movies and documentaries should be two hours or less. No. Um, and I think the only thing that should go on more than eight episodes is something that has like soap opera elements where it's just like, now we're just going to keep this going forever. Well, no. Or I would say, you know, the, the two big long form uh, documentaries recently, uh, the OJ Simpson one. And the uh, the last dance, the Michael Jordan one, like yeah. those work because it's like there's a lot here. There's a lot of story, uh, and there's a lot of like yeah, all those people wronged Michael Jordan. Can you believe it? <laughs> but it's like there's a lot of elements. There's a lot of sides to the story. A lot and, of elephants, if you ask me. And also, there's you know. These are both events that most of the people watching them at least have a cursory idea about this. They've heard it, yeah. but they haven't heard the whole story. So, like, we're going to go super in-depth about this. But Nexium, it's like, oh, I all I've heard is that there that this was some kind of a sex cult. Um, and the first couple of episodes were really good because they went into how it's – you know, its roots were um, as like a self-help thing, that it was not really even a religious thing and kind of what it morphed into. But then it just focused on like these other people and some of them are victims, uh, but some are not victims. They were just kind of like, you know, the, the part of this and and didn't know what was going on or whatever. But, like, none of them are, like, I don't know, likable. Um, and I'm. Yeah, I've heard that. And it's just like you're watching people, and it's like, well, this person, I don't know, this person's a narcissist. <laughs> and they bought what a, another narcissist said. And now they've finally woken up, but they're just like, uh, you know, doing these like melodramatic scenes that. And and their entire thing is really just about them and how they were wronged. And it's like, oh, I'm not interested in this person's story, the person who became like, you know, the chief media officer or whatever. Like, I don't I, I want to know about the cult leader. That's what's interesting. Like, you know, tell me about how this guy became an evil guy. 
Tom, would you consider joining a sex cult? No. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, I. What if you could get in, you know, when, like. Get uh, in at the ground say, floor? <laughs> yeah, no, when they're like, oh, well, if you uh, attend an Ivy League college and then join the military, <laughs> you can come in at a certain level. You can come in as an officer. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It would depend on how honest I thought they were being with me. Yeah, and uh, the first rule of sex cult, you really can't ju- you can't really uh, trust them. Yeah, well... Their honesty, not, not, not their strongest suit. Well, and that's the, the interesting thing about this Nexium, like, um, you know, I, I'm not being a jerk here. Uh, it was obviously a horrible thing, but this guy... His big mistake was branding these women with his initials because then there's physical evidence that when somebody's telling, you know, their story and you're like, ah, anytime you're like, I don't really, that's what happened. And then they're like, look, I got branded. You're like, holy shit. Okay. (laughs) You have definitive proof of a the worst element of this. So I'm going to believe everything you say. I mean, some of us would say believe women in all cases. Of course. If you need them to be branded, that's fine. Well, um, so the, but, the woman, the, the woman who's like, you know, uh, one of the protagonists in this, that, that is, you know, working with the documentary filmmakers, she was not sexually assaulted. She was being used to like make other women comfortable becoming a part of this particular sect of the cult and she was branded um but not uh assaulted um so like you know in that case it's it's not a case of like like oh i don't believe you were sexually assaulted of course not it's just like uh like she's making uh other allegations of course but seeing that she was physically freaking branded and also not branded with like a brand branded with a, like a, a soldering iron. So it was like drawn on her, not like a, Oh, it's a stamp and it's done. It's like, no, hold on a second. <laughs> it's going to take me a couple of minutes to scrawl this on you. Tom, I think, uh, what, I'm thinking, and what every listener is thinking is, what does this have to do with the tweens? And tweens. <sighs> oh, nothing. I'm just saying. I, but I will say, I, I want to finish with two thoughts about Nexium. The first thing is the entire time I'm watching the documentary, I'm thinking, I would never, ever fall for a cult. And I know people are always like, oh, people say that, but... And we, uh, we're not going to name names, but we know two people that were uh, attempted to be recruited into Nexium. Wait, we know people? Yeah, we know people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're hip. They're the hippest people we know. Well, that's who they try and get. That was, I know. Yeah. So, like, that's that's cool. They, they like, here's the <laughs> that's thing. That's cool. <laughs> they, were, they were successful at targeting the hippest people. Right, but they weren't able to fool them. 
And no. I, and I think it's because these two people aren't idiots. Like they they saw the writing on the wall and they weren't. I don't know that every victim. Well, uh, is, yeah, is an um, idiot, I, so. I take that back. I don't mean to to call these people idiots. But uh, I don't know. I haven't seen one second of this documentary. <laughs> All I know is what you've been rambling about for 10 minutes. I've been trying to get you to talk about Sweet Valley High. All I know is, uh, like I said, two things. Watching this series the entire time, I'm thinking, I wouldn't fall for this. I'm not saying if you do fall for it, you're an idiot. But I'm just not the type of person. I'm, I'm too you- skeptical. About you everything. Say you're not going to fall for it because you're because wa- you know that the no. documentary you're watching is about a sex cult. Now, Tim, you know me. Like, I'm not liable to like fall into any kind of group. Um, <laughs> you got really into Tim Ferriss a few years. No, ago. I did not. Not to any. I read his books. It wasn't like I was like, oh, going to join a cult. Who's the mad money guy? <laughs> Jim Cramer. <laughs> yeah, at one point you're like, Jim Cramer's the only guy that shows his whole portfolio uh, and makes it public. <laughs> that was just like, I don't know, the first book I read about how the stock market works. <laughs> I wasn't like, you know what, I'd let him brand me. And I get Tom, that, that that wasn't what these people were asked on their second day in the cult. Tom, I think you're more susceptible to this than you think. You, you're susceptible to all kinds of marketing, and that 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 extends to marketing for sex cults. No, because it's not slick enough. I need slicker marketing. Look, if like if Coca Cola started guess a sex what? You're cult, you're not hip enough to be approached. Yeah, it's true. Wait, if COVID started a no, sex cult, not COVID, Coca Cola. Oh yeah, <laughs> then I'd be in. Sure, Coke is it. Um, my second thing is that years ago when I was working for uh, a big corporation that uh, has a fruit for its name and logo, I had Halliburton. To- <laughs> uh, Blackwater. Uh, I had to uh, like go on a retreat and like do a uh, like an all day personality test. At the end of it, uh, they told me my personality type was uh uh, the same as a lot of uh, cult leaders, and I oh, was wow. like, ah, yeah, I'd I'd enjoy having a cult. I could do that. Yeah, all right, yeah, it suits me. And they were like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not what we were doing. Like, all right, I guess I'll work here for a little while longer. Would you enjoy manipulating people? Um, no, I mean. If I, no, I was going to say if I had something against them, I would. But even then, I, I wouldn't, like, yeah. I, I have too, too, too high a uh, moral standard, I think, to yeah. uh, successfully I mean, be I a like, cult leader. I like making people yawn on command. <laughs> but, uh... I, on paper, I would love to, like... I would love to lead a cult. I, I think I could come up with a really good plan for a cult, but I don't want to get... For what? Like starting a race war? No, not starting... Hey, look, Tim, not all cults are about race wars. Some are sex cults. Um, <laughs> I think I would just be able to come up with like a really good plan for like for recruit what? for recruiting people, not to... You know, How would you kill ourselves and get on a, a comment to, to or something. your sex cult? Well, first off, I wouldn't tell them it's a sex cult. 
look, I haven't thought it all through. Maybe next week I'll think about it. I'll come up with my right. plan. And I'll okay. see if I get any takers, honestly. I think that's why people are listening to this <laughs> books podcast. <laughs> Considering joining a cult that I run? Yeah. Well, no, just to hear about sex cults. Hey, tune in, tune in next week. I'm going to put out some of my... Oh, I do actually... Hmm. Actually, Tim, edit all this out. Because I yeah. think I may want to start a cult one day. I do have some pretty good ideas. That's ominous. What do you mean by that? <laughs> what kind of ideas? I have some ideas about how I think everything works. <laughs> Right, and it's not in ha- it's not how you expect. So the Sweet Valley High twins uh, yes. are at summer camp. Yeah, I don't know. Why I'm I'm pushing you towards this. This book seems so intensely boring. This book is look the 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 other. This book- might be the worst book I've ever heard about in my life. Yeah, the last book, A Date with a Werewolf, was objectively not a good book. But it was at least bonkers. It was it was at least you know it really uh, uh, I, I can't think of what the term would be, but but you really had to suspend disbelief when you're reading this book. But once you did that, it was like, wow, all right, shit's happening, shit's crazy. I don't know, somebody's a werewolf, I guess. And, like, there's a secret room, and it's the dad of the werewolf, and he's got a secret room with another phone line. And, like, people are dying left and right, not just dying, they're having their throats ripped out. And the, you know, the head of Scotland Yard's involved. It was, it was, a, it was a romp. I'll give it that. And compared to this book, it was freaking war and peace. I mean, well, no, I guess it wasn't just long and boring it was i don't know a fun book or would you ever consider reading war and peace uh yeah i mean just to see what all the fuss is about i guess there is a big uh i also Twitter feel like it's, it's it's not as long as probably people think right i mean i mean i'm gonna look it up but talk about your your twitter brouhaha there was a big Twitter brouhaha. I just, about, I just uh, searched "peace and war." That's going to be my book, the un- the unauthorized sequel. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> there was a big Twitter brouhaha about uh, Infinite Jest recently. Yeah, because there was like ago. a TikTok or something, right? Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I think anybody who eleven hundred twenty five def- words is War and Peace. Like, how long is the stand? <laughs> 1125 pages or words pa- pages yeah that would be a short st- not even a short story <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know it's long it's long but i don't know i don't i think people i just know in uh, so the stand is 1200 pages and I just know okay. the way War and Peace was talked about, like joked about when we were kids, it was you thought it was 10,000 pages. Yeah, but I think there was a we got so much information from 80s and early 90s sitcoms. Yeah. And I think there were so many just like shorthands like War and Peace for long boring book. Right. Um for poetry, I feel like 
every single uh, sitcom referenced "Oh Captain, My Captain," <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um. There. Oh, there was one. There was another. I don't know. I just feel like there. There's. There's all these just sitcom tropes, um. And we think that War and Peace has this reputation because that's just what like. These lazy sitcom writers from the late eighties. Yeah, I I I don't have that uh, impression of War and Peace because that's what like a lot of uh, literary critics I read always (laughs) reference. Um, but yeah, no, but like I think the same thing happened with uh, with Infinite Jest, where it's just like I think on both sides, people are too proud of themselves for reading long books. Yeah. But I think other people are also too. um, Well, can you explain to me what this, what, what this brouhaha was on Twitter? I don't even know. It was just like men like bragging about reading infinite. Yeah. I think it was, it was was like a TikTok of a woman like, Oh, like here's like a literary bros bookshelf, something like that. Yeah. Have you read infinite Jest? No, I haven't. I read it. It was fine. Whatever. Yeah. It was unremarkable. But I think also people have this chip on their shoulder that like, you know, everyone who reads a, a long book is so proud of reading a long book and thinks they're so so smart. And it's like, I don't think that's the case either. I think yeah. there was a lot of uh, hype around Infinite Jest and people were like, let's just see what this is about. I'll read a book. Yeah. I mean, that happens with certain, you know, uh, happened with uh, uh, Catcher in the Rye too. You know, where it's just like, I think that there is a element of people who not necessarily aren't well read, but aren't like extremely well read. And then they decide like one literary, not classic, but like hot book to read. And then that's like all they talk about. That's all they are interested in. Yeah, I don't know if but that's I don't, actually but true I don't, or if that's just people I think that making is, assumptions about other people. I think that is potentially true, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad book. Right. That That's a reflection of the type of people that read something like that, and then that's all they ever talk about. Um, but that doesn't you know, in a vacuum, that doesn't mean it's a bad book. Yeah. I don't know. You can like things that imagine there was that, uh, same stigma around something like, <laughs> although I did see a tweet that said, uh, infinite Jess by, and there was a picture of like a diner menu and it said bananas, foster waffles. <laughs> and I found that very funny. <laughs> that's the best. That's the, uh, <laughs> it's the best thing to come out of that. book. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that guy was a real piece of shit, right? David Foster Wallace? Or yeah. Bananas Foster Waffles? <laughs> How dare you? A man named Banana Foster's Waffles. <laughs> That's a great man. No, yeah, wasn't I don't know, he? I don't he know was much abusive. About he was Wallace. like a drunk yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I've heard things. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I think he was probably a different type of shithead than like the the people that, you know, only read him and claim like he's the only good author. He's the only author worth reading. But here's the thing. Do those people exist? 
Have you ever met anyone who thinks? Yeah, I think David they're in the Foster minority. Wallace is the only person. Yeah, the only author I, I do. Th- you're you're right. I think it's a little bit of a straw man argument. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Just like what you like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of liking what I like, uh, part two of Camp Killer. I was trying to maybe run out the clock on this one. Can you just kind of gloss over this? I I will because I didn't take uh, a ton of notes. I'll be honest with you. Last week there were so many characters. Yeah. They were all doing such mundane things. (laughs) Well, Tim, I... Got bad news for you. Things didn't get better. Uh, and this ch- is meant to be, if, if, if I could just refresh people's memories, this is meant to be some sort of uh, a takeoff on Friday the 13th, right? Yeah. Well, and also these books are meant for like, uh, you know, I love the idea of, of these these types of books of like, we want to get, look, we're, we're just trying to give teens what they actually want. This is what a, a teen wants to read about. This is like the type of thing that they would watch a TV show about. It, it's going to get teens reading, not even teens, middle age, middle, not middle age, <laughs> uh, middle grade kids. Yeah, give uh, the teens what they want. That's also the ethos of our podcast. Right. But I mean, things like this, things like goosebumps, all that stuff. Like, I think it's great. It's like, yeah, these aren't difficult reads, but Fuck, it's. Remember it's, Night of the Living Dummy? Don't you wish we were talking about <laughs> that instead? But like, it's getting, uh, you know, it's it's pop literature. Like, it's a great thing, uh, especially for, for kids this age. Um, but anyway, chapter eight, uh, the color war is happening, not the race war, the color war, right. uh, which is blue versus red, thankfully, which is, uh, you know, uh, Hey, we have a blue versus red color war coming oh, up pretty geez, soon. Yeah. I didn't the even think about American that. civil war. <laughs> It'll happen right after the election. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Nicole, do you remember who Nicole was? No, I don't remember who goddamn anyone was. I Nicole, don't care about these characters. Do you remember which one Elizabeth is and which one Jessica is? Elizabeth is the cool one. Jessica is the nerd. No, it's the other Strike way around. Strike that. Reverse it. <laughs> uh, good, because we're going to have to talk about that later. Um, Elizabeth, uh, Nicole hates Elizabeth because... In Nicole's eyes, Elizabeth stole her boyfriend, uh, Joey. Okay. So Nicole, Nicole's the one with the red cap, the MAGA hat backwards. And she's just like very, she's got it out for Elizabeth. Dizzy Lizzie is what she calls her. Yikes. And she's the nerd, Elizabeth. Elizabeth's the nerd. She's not really a she nerd. She's just quiet. With the Dizzy Lizzie moniker. Yeah. Well, she's still a blonde, you know, a California blonde, and and that comes with the territory. Uh, so the color war is happening, which is, you know, like field day. Uh, Elizabeth is, once again, I feel like this must be an extremely common trope of these books. Elizabeth is pretending to be Jessica uh, and also herself at the same time. She's pulling double duty. Okay. Um, because Jessica is off having a romantic date with Paul, the, the, the guy, you know, the new guy she's in love with after her last boyfriend tragically died 
Andy uh, tragically die again? Gang violence is what we've been told. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do we have any reason to doubt that? (laughs) I mean, I think it did happen in an earlier book. Probably like the last book. From what I understand, only a few weeks have passed since her her boyfriend was killed. And the last book we read. You got to get back out there. The last book we read, uh, Elizabeth's boyfriend had died in a car accident that initially it looked like Jessica was responsible for. So these girls have been through a lot. Chapter nine. um, uh, uh, Joey and Liz, they're kissing. Oh, yeah. Joey and Liz. uh, And oh, so uh, they're like off in the woods and they hear wood being chopped again. And remember, that's what crazy Freddy. He's a woodsman. um, And they're like, this, this is annoying now. Like, let's go back. And they go back. And sure enough, Nicole her enemy is just sitting at a table and oh, so they're like, wait a minute. That wasn't Nicole then. Cause you know, she was, she wasn't, she couldn't be two places at the same time. Right. Unless uh, she's secretly twins. Oh, twins. I didn't even think about that, but there is another pair of twins, uh, in this story too. Oh God. But they don't really have any, I don't, I don't think I even Did wrote you just fart them. No, I didn't just fart. How dare you? Uh, Did I didn't. you, though? No, I didn't. What was that noise? I, I have no idea what that noise was. A frog? No, it was, obviously, it wasn't a frog. There were two other twins. They had no uh, part in the story, so I don't have their names down. Okay. Uh, but there was a joke told here that I, I copy and pasted. What do you get when you cross an axe murderer with a fisherman? Paul asked. Tim, do the you Paula know? Paula asked isn't isn't important to it. Yeah. An axe well, murderer with a fisherman. Yeah. It's going to be a funny answer. Fisherman cuts bait. Yeah. Take as much time as you want. Thank you. An axe murderer. A fisherman catches fish. An axe murderer fishes. The answer is a never-ending supply of sushi. That Just, sucks. Jessica, that joke sucks. Paula asked that joke and said, "Paul, that was it. Paul, it's a it's uh, a boy." Uh, and Jessica laughs so hard that she drops her root beer. Ah. Uh, what brand? It, uh, you know what? They didn't name brands in it. <laughs> that's, that's all I want to know. What brand of root beer do these girls drink? Um, they, uh, I'm a Barks man myself. <laughs> they then also cut to, and I hate this. They did this earlier where they're like uh, uh, hopping into the head of the axe murderer, but they just refer to him as the person. So it's like, oh, so I don't know, maybe this is one of the people, like it's a mystery, but it's like the person picks up his axe and thinks blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh, look, I don't want to be in that person's head unless you're going to tell me who they are. Yeah. Well, do you find out? Uh, Tell me this. Do you find out by the end of the book? You do. And it's the only good thing in this book. Okay. If that's not a tease, I don't know what is. I still um, think you should rush through this. 
chapter 10, they're playing Capture the Flag. They're playing Capture the Flag. Nicole chases Joey. Uh, Joey's the the guy she's after. Mm-hmm. And they're like all in the woods or whatever. And Arm grabs Jessica. Then the voice of a stranger, low and hoarse, spoke into her ear. Come, Blondie, the forest needs you. Oh, my God. It's the woodsman. A numbing haze seemed to fall over her, dragging her to soothing nothingness, which is, I like that line. I was reading that line. I was like, I'd like some of that. A Say numbing, that again. Soothing numbing. A numbing haze seemed to fall over her, dragging her down to soothing nothingness. That seems nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could go for that right now. Hey, give me one of these woodsmen. Uh, Tanya, one of the campers. Tanya is Paul's sister. Paul is the, the boy that Jessica's sweet on. She comes to try and help her. This woodsman punches her in the face. It's like Whoa. an eight-year-old girl. Wait, she's eight? Yeah. Well, Jessica's not the camper. Okay. Uh so now all of a sudden we're we're in it. There's a woodsman. The woodsman is not Nicole. It's not Paul or Joey. It it's a, a real deal freaking crazy woodsman. That's great. Uh, I hope that maintains. And some of the lines here are pretty scary to be honest with you. I'm going to read one. Uh, uh well there's a couple. He tugged on Jessica's hair, forcing her to look directly into his face. His forehead was marked with an angry red scar, and his nose was crooked, as if it had been broken in a few places. With a scraggly dark beard covering his upper lip, his mouth looked like a gaping hole filled with sharp yellow teeth. But it was his eyes that struck the most terror in Jessica's heart. They were pale blue, the color of ice, and they glistened with madness. The forest will be grateful, he whispered. <laughs> so he's like looking to make a, a sacrifice for this forest. And he's That's dragging like just all mountain men, man. Exactly. That's what they're after. He drags her and, and Tanya away. But Tanya has the forethought to drop her friendship bracelet as, you know, uh, a clue. So people can find it. Yeah. Nice. Um, there, there's a lot of bickering, uh, a lot of bickering over whether Nicole scared Elizabeth or not. And they're like trying to find her. And, uh, I did write down this one line because, uh, I guess like, uh, Elizabeth was looking for Jessica everywhere and she went in the boys bathroom Mm -hmm. and this random guy went, that's just what we need. Teeny boppers and the guy's John. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good line. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then we cut back to the woodsman freaking, uh, he's dragged them to like some desolate cabin and he kicks Jessica so hard in the gut that it knocks the wind out of her. Yikes. And then, uh, she looks over and like, you know, comes to and finds Tanya and thinks Tanya's dead. This little girl, because like her shirt's stained in blood. And uh, the woodsman's just going so very lovely as he's like uh, touching her face. And then uh, he's like, if you try and do anything, I'm going to chop this little girl's head off. So it's pretty dark stuff. Yeah, this is scary and, stuff, Tom. Uh, Jessica you starts probably using, love it, though. Jessica starts using her twin telepathy to tell Elizabeth she's in trouble. 
Then there's this whole thing with Lila and Bo. They're having another romantic date. Um, yeah, I don't care about Lila and Bo. Get I back know, to the, I know. Uh, does this have any bearing on the conclusion? No. All right. Uh, Cut that part a, out. This is the second book in a row where there's like a third storyline that is just completely superfluous. Where it's like, all right, it adds a little bit of color of the situation here. But, you know, like the last book with the the princess pretending not to be a princess. Or it's like, okay, but that had nothing to do with the actual story. Yeah. All right. Tom, stop telling me about Bo and whatever. I I don't care. As far as we're Uh, concerned, this has been cut out of the book. So a lot of the kids, they they go out uh, looking including Elizabeth and Nicole, even though they're bitter enemies. Um, uh, and Nicole <laughs> Nicole calls, like, Elizabeth's legitimately afraid. She's like, there's a crazy woodsman, and I think my sister might have been kidnapped. And Nicole's like, you're dumb as hell for believing that woodsman exists. And meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know, less than 10 books ago, werewolves were a real thing. <laughs> I 100% get Elizabeth being like, look, my mind got opened. (laughs) The world is stranger than you think. (laughs) And there being a crazy woodsman is a million times less far-fetched than werewolves. Um, We cut back. Here's where it gets good, Tim. We cut back to the cabin. Mm -hmm. The woodsman's uh, sharpening his knife, his axe, uh, when like Elizabeth comes to and Elizabeth calls him like, uh, like, oh, you're you're him. You're crazy, Freddy, f- crazy Freddy. And he goes, that's not my name. My name's Cobra. Frank Cobra. Frank Cobra. <laughs> Isn't that the best name you've ever heard? I, I guess it seems kind of unimaginative, but that's cool. That's an amazing name. It's Frank. His name's Frank Cobra. We find out. I forget if we find out now or later that he's like escaped from a local jail. <laughs> um, Paul finds the cabin. Uh, no, is it Paul? I think it's Joey. Yeah, it's Joey finds the cabin. Doesn't matter. Uh, They're all the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like, hey, let them go or whatever. And he puts a, his axe to uh, Tanya's throat, the little girl's throat, to be like, hey, back off, man. And then he bashes his head and knocks him out. Chapter 13. Oh, um, well, yeah, this is when it comes up the like head counselor or whatever. Lacey's like, I don't want to make anybody alarmed as there's, you know, a couple of uh, counselors and campers missing, but there is also a wanted murderer somewhere in the woods we've just learned from the local prison. Uh, Paul, Jessica's boyfriend, is like, oh, there's there's a uh, abandoned cabin I know. It's two or three miles away. Let's go there. They go there. Chapter 14, uh, they find the cabin. Paul smashes the window. Uh, uh there's like a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, Joey stuff going on, is like say. half dead. Joey got like, okay. Well, there's like a bunch of confusion and everything. Like, uh, they had a plan to like distract him, but it seems like nobody really followed the plan. Joey seems like he's half dead from this blow of the head with an ax handle. But somehow this part of the book, I actually, I, I did think was very poor. The, the rest of the book 
it was boring but not poorly written this part of the book i think was poorly written where you couldn't really it was like wait a minute i can't imagine how people are positioned where it's like this person charged or it's like wait how are they that close and it just seemed like distances varied based on what was needed for the situation um so joey tackles them or whatever uh, they tie up uh, Frank Cobra and then Nicole's like, you shouldn't play with f- sharp objects. And she she holds uh, the, the blade to his throat. And then a hel- so they've subdued him. Right. She should have uh, slit his throat, though. Nah, because just here's ca- just in case. I always I mean, I've talked with you about this off the podcast. Um, I'm not. I'm saying this from the place of being a coward, but I think if I were in a situation where it was like, I've said this to you in terms of like a plane hijacking, but I think it would really extend to anywhere where there's a chance I would be, I would, I could get killed. I think I would murder the person that was trying to kill me. In a very cowardly way. <laughs> yeah, no, if I had him subdued and like tied up, I would stomp on his head till at least he passed out. Right. I, I remember us talking about this with uh, the shoe bomber. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, about a few years... the shoe bomber. It's not like you and I were having a conversation <laughs> with the shoe bomber. No, no. But it was like, you know, the, the guy who tried to blow up a plane. Uh, you know, the reason why in America, at least, we have to take our damn shoes off, I don't know, 15, 20 years later, um, because a guy snuck a C4 onto a plane and then stupidly was trying to like light it with a match, which isn't how C4 works or it gotten, it wasn't C4, but it got wet, something like that. And like, you know, there was a big, and this was like, what a couple of years after nine 11. And there was like a big scuffle and they subdued him. And I, I was just thinking like, no, if I were on that plane after he was subdued, I'd be like, all right, let's stand on him until he dies. Yeah. Let's like, punch him in the head repeatedly until he, well, not even that, not even like violence. Just like, Hey, I need five guys to stand on this guy's chest with me <laughs> and we're just going to wait <laughs> until he's dead because like, I'm just not going to take a chance with that. Like, yeah. And again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm a a hero. It's just like, no, from a place of deep cowardice of just like, oh, he doesn't pose a threat to me anymore. Okay, let's make sure. Let's kill him. You've seen um, too many horror movies where you think the killer's exactly. dead. Exactly. They, they, yeah, and they, and they work their way out of the handcuffs or something. I'm like, nah. You know what? Go in the bathroom, break the mirror, let's slit his throat, and <laughs> just have him bleed out. And that's kind of how I felt reading this part, where I was just like, this guy tried to kill like an eight year old girl. Just be like, nah. Let's just keep kicking him until he stops <laughs> moving. Um, but instead out of nowhere a helicopter lands in a field and four uh police officers with like machine guns or whatever come out and take them and leave seemingly without a word nice nice uh but then a second helicopter comes and there's no room there's not enough room for him so paul jessica and tanya are like we'll walk 
um, which I don't know, is dumb. It never really came up again. Uh, Lila, who we mentioned earlier, who wasn't important, she woke up in a ditch. Her and Bo, they were the rich kids. They were out looking for him. They they go to flag down a car uh, to get back to the camp. And it's not a car they heard. It's an airplane. But the airplane lands in the road. Okay. Um, and then it turns out it's like a crop duster. And he's like, oh, I'll take you back. And they're like, all right, great. Uh, and then he like calls it in. And they're like, oh, I can't take you back. My boss won't let me. Uh, and he's like, you know, I uh, hate this job. Me and my brother are going to start uh, our own company. But uh, we need $1,000 to do that. And they're like, well, we could pay you $1,000. And he's like, yeah, right. He calls his brother. And it turns out his brother works for the catering company that this rich couple had been ordering all their fancy dates through. And he's like, they're legit. They've got $1,000. So he flies them back to the camp. And it's a single-seater crop duster. But it says that he opens the door so all three of them can fit, even though uh, their legs are hanging out. That doesn't seem like a safe way to transport teens. No, and I've never heard of a plane where you can even dangerously fit more people and their legs are hanging out the side. (laughs) You don't know about crop dusters, though. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, because I think you'd have... You'd have to sit sideways, and then your legs are going sideways. Yeah, so what? I don't know. But anyway, they get back. I'm not saying it's the most comfortable ride, but, you know, you're you're getting out of the woods. They get back. You know, everything's good now, uh, but, but everything's not good because the girls have to say goodbye. And uh, Joey says he would like to, sp- he would, he wants to spend his life with Jessica, but she's like, eh. Like, yeah, all right, I, I'm going to go back to Sweet Valley. And uh, he's like, well, you have to keep my Yale sweatshirt. And in her mind, she's like, ooh, my boyfriend Todd is not going to be happy if I come get back with some guy's sweatshirt. So she's like, no, you keep it. Um, And then uh, Elizabeth has like a, uh, 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 maybe that was Paul. I don't know, man. Uh, Elizabeth has like a very similar send off. Uh, where she's like, uh, no, I think it's like Jessica's like, you taught me to love again. And Elizabeth's like, I got another boyfriend. Ugh. And then um, a pillow fight happens as all the girls are saying goodbye. And That's then cool. the the book ends with Elizabeth hearing uh, tree chopping sounds in the woods and runs away. And then that's the end. And that's the end of this particular trilogy of... Uh, uh, camp books in the Sweet Valley High series. Well, I'm glad that the crazy axe murderer was actually a crazy axe murderer. Oh, 100%. Like, I was... Not only that, his name was Frank Cobra. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that... I, I didn't like earlier when they were calling him Freddy when he was right. like a Jason analog. Right, and who does Jason fight but Freddy? So it's yeah. like, really? So the... You didn't go with the first name you thought of. You went with the second name you thought right. of, um, which was also weird in retrospect of like, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess there needed to be like an urban legend. And that's like, oh, the urban legend wasn't true. But a murderer escaped from the local prison. I, like I said, I forgave a lot when I learned his name was Frank Cobra. 
I'd like to read a Frank Cobra spinoff series. You can write it. I don't think they'd even... Copyright you know, any of this stuff? Yeah. I read, actually... I as, they'd come after you. As part of this book, I read an interview with uh, Francine Pascal, the, the quote-unquote author of these books. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. It seems like she, you know, she came up with the character Bible and like the outlines, but I, mm-hmm. it was very, I walked away from this interview and this was an interview from a year ago with entertainment weekly. Okay. Um, I walked away from this interview with the impression that she did not write any of these books uh, based on like them, not outright explicitly saying that. Um, but she uh it seems like she wrote all the outlines and the character bio i mean honestly for like i don't know almost 200 books that's still a lot of work to write that many outlines and characters and all that but uh but uh yeah uh and she got the idea where a friend of hers suggested during lunch how come there isn't a dallas for young people a Dallas for young people? The the television show Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to end on this, Tim. Uh, uh, somebody on Patreon, Danny, Dan, Danny, California, you might remember. Yeah. Asked us, Tim, which one of us is Elizabeth and which one is Jessica? Um... I'd happily be either. You're neither. No, either. Oh, you're either. Yeah. Depending on your mood? Yeah. What What do you think you are? Oh, I think I'm an Elizabeth and you're a Jessica. Elizabeth is the bookish smart one? Yeah. And Jessica is the cool outgoing one that everybody loves? Uh, I don't know if everybody loves her. She's just like kind of vapid and uh, superficial. Hmm. You think that's me? Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Any? All right. Well, that that question is answered. That question solved. Also, I learned that uh, uh, Sweet Valley High, uh, very big in the Philippines. Hey, all right. That's that's the tops. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, post a poll for the next book. Tom, would you say? Aside from Outlander, this was the worst choice, uh, the worst book choice we've had. No, I don't think so, because it was interesting. Like, I've always been curious what these books are about. Maybe reading two of them was a bad idea. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, we're nothing if not scientists. And by reading two of the books... Then we're, uh, you know, we're averaging things out. We're making sure that one of these isn't an outlier. Yeah, that's true. Not to be confused with an outlander. Um, I don't know what the next thing is going to be. Well, you have to watch the show, Tim. Oh, I'm not going to do that shit. What do you mean you're not going to do that shit? It's your job. I have to watch. That wasn't on the schedule. You made the schedule. It is on the schedule. Tom, bring up the schedule. Is it not on the schedule? It is not on the schedule. Like you're gonna have to. You're gonna. Well, I'm telling you, I'm putting it on the schedule now. 
Ugh. All right, you had to tell me which episodes to watch. I'll I'll find an episode. You only have to watch one. Okay, and it should only be about. It should be the same as one of these books. If you can't what do you find mean the one, same as like the if you same can't as find one. the episode based on one of these books, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. People are paying for this, Tim. People are paying to have you watch this. I was also thinking of, have you ever seen the movie um, Young Adult? Uh, Starring Charlize Theron and Patton Oswalt? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yes. Okay. That was going to be my other idea, just because her character in that, it's kind of heavily implied that she's a ghostwriter for a uh, Sweet Valley High-esque book series. Right. Um, let's see. Sweet Valley High TV show. Four seasons, huh? I didn't realize it was that, that many. There's an actor named Brock Burnett. <laughs> yeah, see, you just watch like one of these. How long are they? Are they half hour or an hour? I'm sure they're 22 minutes. Oh, Tim, you're going to like this. It was uh, mostly on Fox, but then it moved to UPN. Nice. Um, I'm trying to see if there's a spooky <laughs> one. A spooky the, the, the fourth season was moved to U- It was moved to UPN for the fourth season and canceled the following month. <laughs> um, I'll see if I can find, and you look too, if we can find some sort of spooky one. Tim, this was made by the same production company that made uh, the Power Rangers TV show. Saban? Yeah. So you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Executive producers, Haim Saban. Haim. And Francine Pascal. Haim Saban and uh, Francine Pascal, the the author. That makes sense. So you know it's going to be good. I'll, I'll find an episode for you to watch. Okay. And I don't want to watch Kidnapped Part 1, Kidnapped Part 2, and Kidnapped Part 3. Wow, that's ballsy. A three-parter? Yeah. Tough to pull off. Basically, oh, some of these are based on the books. Yeah, of course they are, Tim. I mean, it, it seems very few of them are. Look, I'll find you a good one, all right? All right. I guess this could have been an off-air conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Us scouring the Wikipedia. Hey, a little bit of uh, BTS behind the scenes. Yeah. All right. And here are the the type of arguments I have with Tim to do the, you know, the the base level necessary job. Oh, let's not get into that, my friend. Tim, I read two books. (laughs) I read two books meant for teens. I read two books. Uh, Someone recently, you couldn't even finish one book. It's not that I couldn't. It's I didn't like it and I didn't want to. Because you didn't know what a lot of the words meant. Yeah, I didn't know what a lot of the words meant. You had to spend too much time in the dictionary looking everything up. Yeah, dictionary.com, but yeah. Oh, you couldn't even be bothered to buy a dictionary. Wow. It's too heavy. I I couldn't get it out of the store. And you claim to support the dictionary industry. I've never claimed that. 
All right. But you know who I do support? <laughs> Our wonderful patrons uh, who, who I adore. Um, thank you all for being patrons. Uh, we will see you next week. And hey, hang in there, baby. And twins. <laughs>